Welcome back to We Musing by Darian, episode five. Let me start off with a confession. I hate to read. Uh, many of you will find that very surprising because after all, I am an academic and I have to read all the time. But fortunately, I've been blessed by being able to read very fast. So it hasn't affected me that much in terms of my having to read uh, books and articles, journals, and so on. But of course, being the movie fanatic that I am, I love to watch. I'm also a music fanatic, so I love to listen. And so I've done both a lot recently especially watching biographies or listening to biographies or autobiographies of famous people. My recent list of uh, movies and books have been Ennio Morricone, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Leonard Bernstein, if you consider uh, Maestro uh, by um, Bradley Cooper to be a biography, Barbara Streisand, and most recently, Matthew McConaughey. So I'll talk about some of these uh, movies or audible books uh, in uh, a later uh, episode. But today, I will concentrate on a Korean actor. And unfortunately, there is no biography of him, but I wish there were one. So this will be just a, a mini kind of uh, biography, musings about him by me, especially to the non-Korean listener or watcher. So this is a, a spoiler alert for my Korean viewers or uh, listeners. Uh, I think much of this will be nothing new to them, but uh, I hope uh, this will give you some more native insight for the uh, uh, non-Koreans about who the actor is, and especially what my favorite films from him or, uh, or with him are. Okay, so um, favorite Cheminshik movies. No, no, no. Uh, the usual suspects when that topic comes up would be movies like uh, Old Boy, New World, Lady Vengeance, in Korea, the title was Chinjaran Kumjashi. So it's very different. I Saw the Devil and uh, Nameless Gangster. So those would be what people would normally um, respond when asked, what is your favorite Cheminshik movie? In my case, they're none of the above. So uh, 
it may surprise you, but uh, so the two most favorite championship movies that I will talk about today will be first, Phylon. So Phylon is a movie which was made in 2001. And the director is Hong Hae-sung. And it stars uh, Chiminshik and uh, Cecilia Chung. Uh, she's also known as Chang uh, Baek-ji here in Korea. And I think Baek-ji Chung or Chung Baek-ji in uh, Hong Kong. And uh, this movie was adapted from another perhaps more famous movie, a Japanese movie, which was also a big hit in Korea called uh, Hidden Letters. And uh, some similar movies like Phylon would be uh, The Deep Blue Night, a uh, classic directed by Pe Chang-ho in 1985. Uh, and the reason I like this movie, uh, I'll tell you about the plot in a minute, is because it displays in full force Chemin-shik's versatility. Because in this movie, he's not at all like uh, all the other movies that I uh, mentioned. Because he plays this very uncharismatic uh, timid and uh, completely unremarkable uh, character. So again, it's not at all like what he's like in Old Boy or uh, some of the other movies like Lady Vengeance. And maybe the, the key word that I would uh, evoke about his persona is that he is um, unremarkable and yet very dignified. I think that is maybe the uh, the key uh, message of this movie, that no matter what your station in life is, uh, you can find your personal dignity. You can find your humanity. And so, when we often talk about actors, we talk about range. And uh, what he emotes here is a very narrow range. And I think it's the same is true in singing. I think we often overrate singers who have three octaves uh, vocal range like that. But I think uh, I appreciate more uh, actors or singers who can find a lot of uh, tonal differences within a limited range. And so it's very subtle what we see about him, uh, about his evolution, his arc, as we call it in uh, movie making. So, uh, so you really have to watch the movie very closely because some people may find it very um, subtle uh, how he changes his tone of voice or his expression. And uh, 
but there is a definite arc. So you have to be patient when watching this uh, movie. Okay, so what the movie is about is about uh, two characters, one played by uh, Chen Min-sik and the other, um, the titular, Bai uh, Lan, uh, played by uh, Chang Baekji. And uh, spoiler alert uh, is that uh, it's about these two characters who never really, I don't think, uh, except for a single scene where they pass each other by, uh, they never really meet. Uh, and yet they're closely interconnected. Uh, it's about uh, Che Minshik who plays a, a lowlife, a third-rate gangster. Uh, and Chung, who is a migrant worker. So in this movie, the, the plot is uh, uh, Chen sells his name to a broker who sets up this uh, fake marriage with uh, uh, Chung, Cecilia Chung, so that she can work in uh, Korea. And uh, so that is uh, the, the the plot of the movie. And uh, and uh, Che, after uh, Chung dies, so that is the big spoiler, because she is sick, uh, discovers these letters that she had been writing to him and thanking him, uh, even though there was this commercial uh, motive for him to do that. Uh, and she is so earnest in how she thanks him for being her husband and that she wants to meet him. And uh, he breaks down uh, reading about uh, how innocent she has been, uh, and the hardship she has had to incur. And yet, uh, she still has, in the broad sense, this love uh, for the help that he has given her, the, the chance to be in Korea. And uh, so, is him emoting almost in silence when he breaks down and cries. And that is my favorite scene uh, in the movie. Some other uh, notes about the film. Uh, you have a great supporting cast, uh, especially uh, Son Byung Ho, who plays uh, his boss, uh, and also uh, Gong Hyung Jin, uh, who brokers the deal and uh, Kim Ji-young as the ajumma, the older uh, lady who employs Zhang uh, and cares about her uh, welfare. Uh, even though the movie is um, sometimes listed as one of the saddest films, uh, I found it to be uh, uplifting uh, because it's really about people connecting and identify with other people, uh, 
via whatever form of communication, in this case, the lost letters. And it's also about people finding, especially Che, uh, personal redemption and self-dignity uh, at any stage of their lives, no matter however um, sordid or debasing uh, their lives may have been. So I highly recommend that you watch Phylon, and you can watch it, for example, on uh, YouTube. Okay, my second uh, favorite movie, Cheminshik movie, is a movie made in 1997, and it's called Number Three. And uh, he's actually just part of this uh, incredible ensemble. So he's not just the star, but maybe one of the stars uh, of this movie. And so to be honest, uh, in a way, it's one of my favorite, let's say, movies. Uh, not just uh, a Cheminshik movie. Uh, but I think the same can be said about a host of other actors who uh, I, I will mention that appear in the movie. Uh, uh, perhaps you can argue that the star of the movie is Han Seok-kyu, but it also has uh, uh, Lee Mi-hyun, and almost making his debut, even though uh, he had appeared in other movies. But uh, what really, uh, who had a breakout through this movie was Song Gang-ho. So think about this. In the same movie, you have Han Seok-kyu, you have uh, Che Min-sik, uh, you have Lee Mi-hun, who was one of the biggest stars at that time and in a very supporting role, but again, who broke out through this uh, uh, film forever, uh, is uh, Song Gang-ho. And I think for many, especially outside of Korea, but also within Korea, these are, in the case of Che Min-sik and Song Gang-ho, uh, the greatest uh, film actors of their uh, generation, and maybe of all time for Korean films. Okay, uh, the movie is uh, it's very simple, actually. Uh, it's about a uh, uh, Korean uh, mob. Uh, and uh, the members within it. And so number three uh, is, uh, it refers to uh, the position of uh, Han Seok-kyu within his uh, gang. And, um, and it's almost uh, plot-wise the same as Bittersweet Life. Uh, I assume many of you have seen it. It's a Kim Ji-un film. And it stars uh, Lee Byung-hun. If you haven't seen it, I mean, that may be uh, number two in my uh, list of uh, all-time favorite movies. So the plot for number three and the plot for Bittersweet Life are almost exactly the same. Because uh, in the uh, Korean mob, uh, among the uh, Chopok, as they're called, Chojik uh, Pungyokbe. So these are 
thugs, uh, violent thugs within an organization. So even within, I mean, in Korea, uh, the mob is often referred to as chojik uh, organization. Uh, you have a hierarchy. So it talks about uh, Han Seok Yu uh, fighting within this gang to be number two, who's played by a very scary Park Sang Myung, aka the Ashtray, Jet uh, Dari, because he kills a lot of people with this enormous glass uh, ashtray. But he also has to fight outside the, the gang against a uh, prosecutor. A Kamsa, as we say in Korea, played by, you guessed it, Cheminshik. And uh, Cheminshik plays this uh, prosecutor, a DA, who's even tougher than uh, uh, the, the mob. He, he calls him in and uh, he beats the mob. And, uh, and uh, what's really funny about this movie is that. It's really a satire on Korean society uh, because in a way it shows that the Korean mob is like any other organization. Again, organization can refer to not just the mob, uh, but to um, a company and of course to the society at large. And so in Korea, we have this um, back then and even today, a hierarchy because we are a very Confucian uh, society. So we really care about uh, formalities in terms of how we address people. Uh, many of you will know that in Korea, we have um, a formal form of speech called the uh, And then we have an informal form of uh, speech called the uh, And so, uh, in Korean society, we refer to uh, people who are older than us, as uh, especially among men. Hyungnim. Uh, so Hyungnim, uh, you'll always hear that in Korean mob movies. Uh, and Hyungnim, uh, uh, regardless of age, refers to someone who is higher up than you are. So someone, especially in the mob, may be very young, uh, but if he is very strong, uh, uh, then he becomes higher than you are. And uh, they're referred to as uh, Hyungnim. Even the boss sometimes wants to be called Hyungnim. So uh, it, it literally means brother, uh, but it refers to someone who is higher up in the organization than you are. So you can have Hyungnim not just in the mob, but, it, but in any social relationship in Korea. But usually Hyungnims are people who are older than you are, but not so in the gang. It just refers to a boss. The, the boss would be Hyungnim. So uh, it's a parody of Korean society. And uh, you have, for example, Imi Han playing the wife of uh, Han Seok Kyu, and uh, she curries favor. Uh, we call it Nejo. Nejo means someone who's on the inside working on your behalf. So the wives in Korea, 
I think even today, do a lot of nejo, meaning uh, they're currying favor by uh, uh, complimenting uh, the, the, the wives of people that are higher up. So there's a lot of plot surrounding that. So Imi Hyun, who up till that point had always played these uh, pretty uh, innocent roles here, is very sexy. Uh, and uh, she plays this uh, very uh, comedic uh, role, which I think up till then she had not. And uh, if I can spoil a little bit about the movie, she has a side affair with uh, this poet who she introduces to the wife of her um, or Hanzoku's uh, uh, boss. Uh, the movie became uh, quite famous for uh, Song Gang-ho, who steals uh, the film, and uh, he plays a very small-time uh, gang leader who tries to uh, tutor his underlings, but has this... Uh, very, very strong stutter. Uh, and so he talks about someone, an Olympic athlete, and uh, he makes mistakes in her name, and uh, but he hates to be corrected. So uh, that uh, scene almost became a meme uh, that has, even to this day, uh, been impersonated by people who impersonate Song Gang Ho. If you we're wondering about how Song Gang Ho became famous. Well, now you have the answer. Okay, last bit of trivia about this film is that, uh, and the uh, American watchers here, or listeners, and those elsewhere, you may be familiar with this big um, indie uh, hit. No, I think it's actually a commercial film uh, that broke out at Sundance called Past Lives. So in Past Lives, they introduced this concept of inyan. And uh, in a way, Past Lives refers to inyan because it talks about relationships between uh, people, such as in your earlier life, not necessarily past. And so, in a way, sticking to that uh, theme, uh, her father's inyan with uh, uh is uh, a very strong one. And likewise with uh, Song Gang Ho. So in that sense, Celine Song because of her father's inyan with both those people, I think uh, if she may think about making a movie in Korea, uh, I think that would be an easy uh, connection to draw upon. Uh, my hope is that she will come to Korea and make movies with some of these uh, people like uh, 
and Chonggang. Uh, okay, uh, finally, uh, this won't be a full-blown biography about Chen Minxiek, uh, but you can Google more about him, of course, um, uh, on the web. Uh, Chen Minxiek uh, debuted in a um, supporting role in the TV series, uh, uh, The Age of Ambition. I'm translating that uh, loosely. Um, and uh, his persona was as a brooding, misunderstood young man. But he played the son of uh, the uh, uh, woman, almost uh, starring uh, character played by Yi Hui Yang. And in this uh, TV show, his nickname was Kushong. Uh, and so he made a, a very strong impression, and I think that was helped by this uh, nickname. And um, Kushong is a Korean pronunciation of Kushong, which in French means uh, pig. So for a long time, uh, people didn't know his name, but remembered his nickname. And uh, even I and other members of my family would refer to him, forgetting his name, but would say, oh, oh that's Kushong. Uh, then, a few years later, in 1994, he played one of the, the leads, so he finally became a lead, in a TV, a very popular, I think, uh, it was the number one uh, K-drama uh, at that time called uh, The Moon of Soul, Seoul Tai. But here again, demonstrating his uh, range, he had a completely different persona. He played a, an uneducated, but very kind bumpkin from of the provinces. The other male lead, and this is, I think, quite uh, uh, funny, at least to me, was played by Han Seok-kyu. So Han Seok-kyu will later go on and play very straight-laced, kind people. But here, he played a gigolo. So I think a lot of people forget how Han Seok-kyu made its mark because his other roles defined his uh, persona, film persona, but he became famous at first playing a gigolo. So here on the one hand, you have Chen Min-sik playing that kind of uh, Han Seok-kyu-esque uh, character. And the opposite is true with uh, Han Seok Kyu. Han uh, film career was just beginning to take off. And for maybe 10, 15 years, uh, he personified uh, Korean uh, movies, starting with Unengnamu uh, Chimde, uh, made with Kang uh, Jae Kyu. 
And uh, in fact, Kang Jae-gyu was a breakout Korean director before uh, Park Chan-wook and uh, Bong Joon-ho. Because he had made Unang Namu Chimde, and uh, he made a movie called uh, Shidi. And so Shidi was where uh, Korean movies began to uh, become uh, noticed outside of Korea because it was made in a very big budget uh, blockbuster kind of way, financed by Samsung. And uh, when I teach uh, marketing, uh, I always uh, mention that Samsung, despite having this blockbuster hit, uh, went out of the movie business uh, because uh, they realized that uh, the creative business is a very hard business to be in. So anyway, uh, I'll talk about that in a future episode. But anyway, so in this movie, with uh, Hanzuki being the lead, his uh, counterpart, um, so Hanzuki plays a Korean CIA uh, agent uh, trying to thwart off this uh, terrorist uh, invasion uh, headmen who've come to Korea to assassinate people. And guess who plays the North Korean gang leader? Yeah, it's Chae uh, Min-sik. So uh, this marks uh, his um, second collaboration with uh, Han Seok-kyu. And also in this movie, playing this uh, spoiler alert, um, North Korean uh, assassin, who is also the lover of Han Seok-kyu, is uh, Kim Yun-jin from Lost. So Kim Yun-jin actually uh, became quite famous in Korea and became even more famous, a global star playing in the Lost series, Yoon Jin Kim, as she might be referred to in the West. I also read that uh, Che, Che Min-sik, recommended Han Seok-kyu to play the Yoo Ji-tae uh, role, the, the tormentor in Old Boy to Park Chan-wook. But for various reasons, that never came to pass. So there might have been another collaboration between Che and uh, Han. And uh, maybe there's a reason for that kind of affinity because Che and Han both went to one of the finest uh, film schools in Korea, uh, Dongguk University Film Department. I think they were one year apart. So they would hang out together and uh, share big dreams about making it on stage and on film and in TV, and they did it. And uh, so as uh, Celine Song would call it, they had this incredible uh, inyan, uh, this uh, interpersonal karma uh, between them.
So in that respect, Inyan might be defined better as intertwined destiny as opposed to past lives. Uh, they would make their final appearance together. I shouldn't say final because uh, they're still young and they can make more movies together. But the latest uh, collaboration between them uh, was something called uh, Chun Mun, which came out in 2019. And so safe to say that both Chimin Chik and Han Seokyu together, and because of their in Inyan, have become legends of Korean cinema. Okay, so that does it for episode five. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will have uh, further we musings about not only Korean actors, but actors from other countries in this show. Annyeong. See you in the next episode.